Is it Foster Moreau season? We'll find out after the jump. I suffer from a debilitating condition known as atropic shockitis. Peter's one of the greatest depositors I've ever seen. Trust the process. Let's go. Let's go. I got auto match with Levitan. This is bullshit. If I just go the other way in that 66, I win all the money. All the money. If I had 150 lineups, I'd win too. Process over results. Hey everyone. I normally sit down for these in the morning, but I, I'm feeling good. We're we're going standing desk this morning for the main slate exposure cram. Fun slate, lots of injury stuff uh to pay attention to. Don't think we have much in the way of weather. Tonight's going to be a monsoon uh, in San Francisco. So uh, I think we're good on the main slate, though. How are we doing? GM Mookie. GM. 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 Thank you. Thank you. It is hoodie season. Got the heat cranked up. It is getting cold here in Massachusetts. Boots on the ground. How are we feeling today, guys? How are we feeling? You know what? I feel like every week I've been complaining that we don't have viable punt plays and now I feel like we actually have some opening up we have a bunch on the bucks I think uh both the tight ends and Tyler Johnson are interesting we have Foster Moreau potentially opening up with Waller looking doubtful of course we have Rashad Bateman but he had been the trendy punt play all week that I assumed I couldn't play we have Van Jefferson. So I think I think these studs and dud builds are are looking uh nicer to me than they do usual. The question for me is just how much steam are these punt plays going to get right now? So that's kind of the big decisions I've had uh messing with my lineups last night and this morning is just figuring out you know, how to handle this. I see in my update here, Rashad Bateman up to a 20% ownership, Tyler Johnson up to 11%. Um, not looking great. At least the Bucks tight ends are staying in check. I'm seeing Cameron Braid around 1%, OJ Howard around 5%. I think Foster Moreau is going to come in really, really low, uh, almost regardless, unless we get that news uh, super uh, soon here. But I, my gut is Darren Waller doesn't play. Reading the stuff about uh, him hurting himself in practice yesterday, getting downgraded, uh, I, I think Waller is going to miss this game. And Foster Moreau at twenty five hundred, I don't, I don't hate it. I mean, he needs what five, six points there, and you survive that spot, and you're able to unlock some studs. And I don't think a lot of the field is necessarily going to be planning for that. So I'm on board with the the Foster Moreau punt. Uh, if it unlocks what you need it to do. Holy cow, Buzzer Peter coming in hot. I mean, AJ Dillon hasn't even been on my on my GPP radar. I mean, I don't know if you need to do that. <laughs> I don't know if you need to get that gross. I think I'd rather play Miles Sanders. I think I'd rather play Miles Gaskin. I think I'd rather play Mike Davis. I'd rather play Devonta Booker. I don't think you need to play AJ Dillon today, Buzzer Peter. That seems like a Millie Maker play, though. You know what? That, that's how we can approve any play. If you're playing it in the Millie Maker, I could see it. Um, 
yeah, I like Miles Gaskin looks decent to me. I like that entire game. I think that entire game looks nice. It doesn't sound like Devontae Parker is going to play. So we're going to get Waddle and Gusecki again as kind of volume target hogs there. And their ownership seems to be staying in in check. I'm seeing Waddle around 11. Gusecki has creeped up a little bit to 13. Don't love that as much. But man, the, the Tua stuff and the, you know, when you have a concentrated target tree with Gesicki and Waddle, and then you have Ridley coming back, who's, you know, one of the best plays on the slate, and the ownership's going to reflect that. I I like that game, and, and I do think trying to think creatively on how to attack that game makes sense. Because if you look at the 2v2 between Jalen Waddle and Kyle Pitts versus Calvin Ridley and Mike Gesicki, it's kind of interesting. Because the Waddle Pits is slightly more expensive, $200, if you're looking at that 2v2. And the ceiling isn't that different, but you're getting almost half the ownership on the Waddle Pit side as you are the Ridley Gesicki. So those are the situations I'm often looking at. Um, even though I love the Waddle Gesicki double and the Ridley bring back, if that starts to get popular and we're not sacrificing that much from just flipping it a little bit and going with Waddle and Pit side, that starts to get interesting to me. So those are the things I'm, I'm looking at this morning, kind of identifying the games in the environments I like, and then figuring out how can I make the pieces work in a way that makes sense. I do think uh, per usual, uh, we have another great late swap slate. Um, running back is so gross this week that I am building a lot of my lineups just with Darrell Henderson in them to start. Uh, I think Darrell Henderson's probably just the best play on the slate. Definitely the best play at running back. He's going to be very popular. Uh, and this is similar to the Kareem Hunt situation where I know if I'm crushing early, I can let Darrell Henderson ride. And if not, there's really clean pivots. You can go down to Josh Jacobs. You can even go down to Leonard Fournette. I mean, Leonard Fournette will probably end up being half the ownership is Darrell Henderson. So if you're in in between kind of needing um, not to eat a ton of chalk, but you also don't want to really get contrarian, you can do that. You can go down to the Arizona running backs. I think both Edmonds and Connor look good. Their ownership has stayed in check. So I, I like building with Darrell Henderson in my lineups and knowing that there's two V2s that I can work with out of there or even one V1s. I mean, just going from Henderson to Josh Jacobs looks pretty fine to me. Uh, let's see here. Do I think that's too high for the Tyler Johnson? I'm, I'm tilting this because I thought he was going to be sneaky. I really thought Tyler Johnson was going to be sneaky. My, my take now is I probably just want to find the extra 400, 300 or 400 to get up to Bray or Howard and basically just flex two tight ends and avoid that Tyler Johnson chalk. So I, I don't know. I'm it, it upsets me because he was really unlocking a lot for me in my lineups, but I think I would rather just play this through the tight ends. Now I'm going to have to take a closer look at that. I'll probably have, I'll probably have Tyler Johnson in, in one lineup, but I'm not going as heavy as I was before he got steamed up to 11%. Um, what notification did you not get? Um, I think you're, uh, I mean, the, the big news this morning is pretty much the Darren Waller and Devontae Parker. I guess Sterling Shepard is also pretty questionable. I think Sterling Shepard's going to play. 
I don't think Waller's going to play. I don't think Parker's going to play. But those are the those are the main situations I've been monitoring today. Jeff Davis says, Bateman keeps falling into my lineups because of price. Need a pivot. Yeah, that's what I'm just talking about. I, I don't think you can play Bateman. At the same price, or I guess $100 more, I'd rather play Van Jefferson at a third of the ownership. I'd rather play Tyler Johnson at half the ownership. Um, I, I don't think... I love Bateman. I want to be excited about Bateman. I want to root for Bateman. But, I mean, did you see my cover boy? The cover boy is Marquise Brown. I mean, Marquise Brown's ownership is going to stay in check. He's popping in the Sims. He has a nice ceiling. His ownership is staying in check. I mean, all week. I mean, we can check out the Sims here. We can rerun it and see if anything has changed. But uh, he has been looking good all week to me. Um, and that's part of the reason why I don't really have much interest in Bateman at that ownership. If I'm, if I'm able to get Marquise Brown in a nice spot here, let me make this bigger, 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 dun, 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 dun. zoom in, zoom in. All right, let's run the Sims here and let's see if Marquise Brown is still up here at the top. Like he was last night when I ran it. Yep, there he is. Marquise Brown. I think this ownership might even be a little less. I, I was seeing it around 6 or 7%. And now you have him uh, coming in the opto rate at 22.3% clip. I mean, that looks incredibly nice to me uh, here for Marquise Brown. The thing that I've been trying to think through is like, okay, Lamar Jackson is going to be popular but Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews ownership has kind of held in check. Um, I'm actually now wondering basically what happened with Andrews ownership is throughout the week, Waller was getting more and more popular. And I saw Andrews ownership coming down a little bit because he was at the like 12 to 13%. And then he was down to seven or 8% because of the Waller steam. Also some guys like Goddard and Gesicki started to get some late steam. But now I wonder if that swings back because Waller being out is going to funnel all those people who wanted to pay up for Waller, maybe down to Andrews. And so I do think the chalk stack is going to be a Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, Rashad Bateman. I do think that's where the field is going to feel most comfortable playing Lamar Jackson. And that's why I think it sets up really well for Lamar Jackson, skinny stacks with Marquise Brown. That's looking really good to me. Because I think a lot of people, if they're thinking, oh, I just want to play a wide receiver, even if I want to double Lamar Jackson, well, I'm going to, I want to save money. I'm going to go down from Marquise Brown and save, what is it, $2,400 and play Bateman. So I think, I think Marquise Brown is an awesome play. And it's nice to have the, the Sims backing this up. You also have lots of options for minis, mini correlations with Marquise Brown. I think Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Joe Mixon are all viable mini correlations with Marquise Brown. I think in a perfect world, I find the money to get up to Jamar Chase for a Marquise Brown, Jamar Chase. I've been having a hard time coming up with that money. And so I've been uh, doing some T Higgins as well. But yeah, I think that's a great game to, to target uh, for mini stacks there. Um, I think I just did. Uh, and this is all being... When I when I when I do this ranking for you, this is how I view them as DFS plays, not how I think they are going to do in the game. Uh, I rank them right now. 
Van Jefferson one, Ty Johnson two, Bateman three. I think, I mean, Van Jefferson two offers some really nice leverage on mega chalk. You know, Cooper Cup and Darrell Henderson are going to be incredibly popular. You know, if Van Jefferson gets a touchdown, not only are you getting a touchdown at a pump play price, but your opponents who are all eating the same chalk are not getting that touchdown. So Van Jefferson's starting to look like the cream of the punt crop to me. What a phrase, the cream of the punt crop. What do you think about a two a double with Gesicki and Waddle with Pitts on the way back? Yeah, I messed around with that. I I think I don't want to do double tight end unless I'm like accessing uh one of those really punt tight ends and allowing me to get up to like a Kelsey or an Andrews or something. I just I worry about the two mid-tier tight ends. It's we very rarely see multiple guys from that tier, you know, really access a huge ceiling. So yeah, it's it's not my preferred way to play that. I'd almost rather do like a Tua to Waddle single and play both pits and Ridley coming back or something like that and just avoid the the double mid-tier tight end. CPAT or McKissick today? I hadn't um considered either of them too much for my lineups. I think I I mean the price tag on on Patterson is just kind of getting ridiculous to me at at 6300. I think I prefer McKissick. Um you know there was the report this morning uh, from Schefter, you know, about Antonio Gibson and the stuff he's been dealing with, but I, it sounds like he's going to be okay. But still, if you're, if you're assuming a negative game script there, I mean, we've, we've seen McKissick catch five or six balls. I, I guess Mc, Patterson has more of a ceiling, but you're paying for that ceiling, you know, with the extra $1,300 more in that game. So I don't know, neither are very, are on my radar, but I don't, I guess I don't hate the idea of going cheap at, at running back with McKissick. How far down did the chalk stacks come down from the beginning of the week or did any stacks increase big over the week? Yeah, I mean, so I, I think the chalk stacks, we already mentioned the Lamar Jackson, Bateman, Andrews. I think that's going to be popular. I think Stafford with Cup and one other pass catcher is going to be very popular, whether that's Higby, Woods, or Van Jefferson. I, I think we're going to see a lot of Stafford double stacks. Uh, I do think the field is going to still play a lot of Patrick Mahomes doubles. Um, I could see the field also. Basically, I think the field will do Mahomes and Kelsey. And then I think they'll play one of Hardman and maybe even toss Darrell Williams in there to save money. And that's why I kind of think Tyreek Hill might fly under the radar just a little bit, just a little bit relative to, to his ceiling. He's also been dealing with the quadriceps stuff. There's rumors that he might be slightly limited. But as we saw last week with Tyreek Hill, his snaps were limited uh, a bit, but his usage still remained uh, solid. You know, when he was on the field, they were still using him. They just didn't have him out there running wind sprints uh, as much of the time as if he were completely healthy. Um, are you off Godwin in your Brady stacks or is it wait and see thing? Yeah, wait and see thing for me. Um, I did build a, a Brady lineup and it has Godwin in it but I'm also ready to mix it around and get off of Godwin if I'm behind. But man, yeah, Godwin at that 5,900 is really nice. Uh, but I like being able to have the extra 600 to get up to Evans if I need to, because I think Evans is going to come in at half the ownership is Godwin. 
So again, I think similar with the Darrell Henderson stuff, uh, I want to leave myself outs to play Godwin, to play Henderson, since they're just uh, such standout plays. Uh, but I'm not just blindly locking in Godwin and not being, you know, uh, re reactive to, to what happens in the 1 PM slate. Yeah. The, the Joe Burrow side of the Bengals game. Um, I haven't been giving Joe Burrow much of a look just because he, I think he even has less of a ceiling than some of the cheaper guys around him. You know, like I would prefer to play Tua in Matt Ryan, uh, for cheaper. I'd even prefer to, I think, play Sam Darnold. So I haven't been giving a long look at Joe Burrow. That's been a game where I'm just, I like the minis, but I'm not really wanting to stack up the Burrow side. Um, that said, <laughs> I, here, here's my out again uh, as a Millie maker play. I think you could double Joe Burrow in, in super large field stuff. Um, but to me, he seems like a, a worse play in a worse spot than Matt Ryan. I'd, I'd much prefer kind of like the Matt Ryan doubles for that similar thesis of a pocket passer who could be throwing a ton. Pat Thorman also had that Cincinnati Baltimore game as a pace down game, whereas he has the Atlanta Miami game as a pace up game. So there's just kind of like lots of knocks for me on Joe Burrow. He looks like one of the worst points per dollar plays on DraftKings at 6,200 relative to his ceiling. Um, Let's see. Let's see. What am I checking in on? Yes. Yes. We are. Uh, I think Foster Moreau is, is fine. I think he's completely viable at punt play tight end. I mean, people will remember last year, I think it was around this week. Uh, uh, the tilt space guys, uh, we won a tournament with an Adam Troutman zero Adam Troutman, uh, was the stone minimum that week. He was fairly popular. And it didn't matter because he allowed you access to the other plays you needed to win the slate. I'm not saying that's exactly what's going to happen with Foster Moreau, but um, there's merit to punting it off at tight end. And, the, and then the bonus is hopefully because we won't get that news officially until what, you know, probably three o'clock, maybe a lot of our opponents aren't necessarily building with that in mind. And it keeps Moreau's ownership in check. Like if Waller was ruled out on Monday, Moreau probably ends up being like Ricky Seals Jones was, you know, two weeks ago where he, or was that last week where he's like, you know, 20%. And then we don't want to eat that. So I, I like how this slate is setting up for tight end, because even if we think Foster Moreau gets steamed, I mean, you can still find the 800 up to Brate, the 900 up to OJ Howard. I think both of those guys are great plays and probably have a, a much better ceiling than Moreau uh, even without uh, Waller. So I think there's lots and lots of stuff you can do in the late slate uh, with late swap stuff. So I know I sound like a broken record, but we definitely need to be building with that in mind and ready to take advantage of stuff like that. I almost play exclusively on DraftKings, um, not because I have some uh, specific allegiance to the sites, but uh, I enjoy playing on DraftKings and my brain just works better when I'm laser focused on a specific set of salaries, specific scoring settings, the specific contest week after week. Although I think we are going to play a FanDuel lineup on Tilt Space this week. But yeah, for my content purposes, it's just so much easier for me to stay dialed in to the DraftKings pricing. And I find their pricing and contest just more intriguing and fun honestly um let's see here 
Do you have any exposure to Slayton and Pettis? Um, I don't. Uh, I, I, my buddy, uh, Pat Corain was talking about Slayton this morning in one of our chats. He seemed to, to like him. I, I get the thesis of the play. You know, we're always trying to find these cheap wide receivers who aren't going to catch a ton of ownership, but they feel, I, I can see the, the ceiling for Slayton. Pettis is a, is a tougher sell for me, especially if Shepard's in. I guess we could start to have that conversation if Shepard was ruled out, but I'm expecting Shepard to play. And uh, I think that's pretty bad for Pettis uh, because I think you'd be hoping for more targets for Pettis, at least with Slayton, that ro that role on the outside uh, with Galladay uh, and with Ross kind of banged up. That, that role has been fairly juicy. So you can see Slayton getting there with a big play. Yeah, that that's my favorite thing. You, you, you got it out of me, Wallace. The Derrick Henry, Tyreek Hill mini, I love it. I love it. I've been trying to fit it in where I can. It's hard to fit in. You need to use uh, a lot of these punt plays. You need to use a cheap quarterback. But man, I love that Derrick Henry, Tyreek Hill mini uh, because it just, no one needs me to sell them on the ceiling of that mini. And then it's going to get played at, um, at as not frequent of a clip, I think, as it otherwise would. Um, just like gauging general sentiment from hand builders out there, I feel like people have been getting uncomfortable with the dead ends in their lineup if they're paying that much salary for Derrick Henry and Tyreek Hill. Like, you really have to be prepared to eat some pump plays to pull that off. And because of that, I do think people are going to largely shy away from it and all I know is I want to be heading into the 4 p.m. games having some Derrick Henry, Tyreek Hill minis in my lineup. Uh, it's just so sexy. The ceiling is so massive. They both speed up the game with big plays. It has the highest over-under on the slate. I think people are going to prefer playing that game through Travis Kelsey, who's much cheaper than those guys. Play it through A.J. Brown, who's much cheaper. So, yes. I love looking through the couch cushions and finding enough money to play Derrick Henry and Tyreek Hill. Cardinals D is like the worst play on the slate. <laughs> They're going to be like 25% in large field. They'll probably be like 35% owned in small field. They have one of the worst frequencies relative to how much they're showing up in the Sims uh, compared to their ownership. I can pull it up here. Let's see where the Cardinals are. So the Cardinals D is showing up in the sim 11.5% of the time. That seems completely reasonable to me. Completely reasonable. Like one-tenth of the time, they're the best play on the slate, and the field is going to play them like they're the best play on the slate one-third of the time. So the Cardinals are an auto-fade for me, um, unless the usual stuff, they go late. So if you have a contrarian lineup early, and you absolutely smash, and you want to let the Cardinals D ride, that's about the only context that I would consider it. Um, but yeah, it, it does not look, it does not look great to me. The problem too with letting the Cardinals D ride is I don't even know what you pivot to because they're so much cheaper. Like you, you need an extra 900 to get up to the Bucks. You need an extra 1900 to get up to the Rams. I guess you could go down to the Raiders. That's probably what I do. If you want to leave room open to play the Cardinals for some reason, I guess you could, uh, I guess you can go down to, uh, to the Raiders. 
see, this, this is what I was just talking through. I didn't see this chat before when I was talking through the Henry and Hill. This is what I'm hoping. What I'm hoping, like, I don't like playing Henry when he's 35% owned. But if I'm going to get Derrick Henry sub 20%, which it looks like we're going to get because, because people are running into dead ends with the price, then I'm, I'm very intrigued by Derrick Henry. And the thing too, when you look at the running back plays on the slate from just a ceiling perspective, I mean, Derrick Henry and Darrell Henderson can really separate from the field today. You know, I'm seeing Derrick Henry. Uh, Leone has him with a 33 ceiling projection. He has Darrell Henderson at 31. The next closest is Aaron Jones at 26. Leonard Fournette, 25. Josh Jacobs, 25. So like Henry and, and Henderson are meaningfully better as ceiling plays than than the rest of the running back cohort. And I want to make sure that I'm giving myself access to those ceiling performances where they can really separate from the field. Is Mike Davis getting overlooked given how bad Miami is against the run? Um, He's probably getting slightly overlooked, uh, you know, down in that 5,200 range. I think my issue is I like Miles Sanders uh, a little bit more. And I like those uh, Cardinals running backs, but I don't think Mike Davis is, is a bad play. I don't think it's a bad play. It's just not the play I am super uh, excited to make. Good God, Joe. I can't even look at all these. We are backs. Joe's out of control. Joe's people are out of control. Where did you guys come from? I, I think we're back. I, I will confirm it. We are back. We are back. We are back. Is we are back the new GM? Or actually, I think we are back was the GM before GM became a GM. Uh, thank you, Casey. I appreciate that. Uh, I love doing this show. Uh, I'm also in a very good mood because it was last week when I had to rush off uh, to my nephew's christening. And now today I get to just relax. We get to make some lineups. We get to talk DFS. It is good. It is good, 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 good days ahead do you think the big dog is too expensive on FanDuel? I, I do think he is too expensive on FanDuel. What what is he over there? 11k? That seems that seems a little a little absurd. That is right, Joe. Thank you. Joe, you can stop you can stop tipping me. You can stop tipping me, but I appreciate it. Joe Holka, Mike Leone and I will be on the tilt space tonight. We've been going live around 6 p.m. Eastern. We are playing in the $4,444 contest. We decided we were feeling plush. Our pockets were on swole after last week, and now we were firing at a very fun contest. I should show you guys the structure on this contest. I believe we have 200K up top. Uh, let me see. Has it already? It might have already filled. Let's see here. Did it already fill? It might have already filled, so I can't even pull this up. Bummer. I was going to pull it up. Looks like it did. All right, but you can just take my word for it. <laughs> We're in that contest, and it should be fun. I'm not ignoring you guys. I was catching up on the chat, and then I came back to about 400 We Are Backs. Joe has weaponized his people. How are we doing? How are we doing? Um... Yes, Tilt Space is going to be fun today. Are the Tilt Space boys playing McKissick on FanDuel? Joe Holka famously played JD McKissick on FanDuel. Hey, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um, 
let's see here. Golf revenge game viable at all? <laughs> I think based on the LMFAO there, uh, not really. He looks like a, a pretty poor play. Uh, him and Davis Mills, similar ceiling down there. So I, I think if you want to, if you want to play the lions, I mean, just play it through Hawkinson and Swift. The thing is about the lions bringbacks is like the cats out of the bag that the lions are a fun garbage time team and that Hawkinson and Swift can get there in garbage time. And so now we have Deandre Swift at 15% ownership and it's just, it's a lot less attractive to me when he is going to be used as kind of the chalk bring back in Ram stacks. I think you'll see a lot of Matt Stafford, uh, Cooper Cup, bring it back with DeAndre Swift. I think TJ Hawkinson is probably the way to play it. TJ Hawkinson doesn't look like a great points per dollar play at 5,100, but his ownership staying in check at 6%. He was in the air yards by low model. He's showing up in the Sims at about a 9% clip. I think if I want to play a Stafford bring back via the Lions, I think Hawkinson's probably the way I want to do it. I think that's probably the way I want to do it. Uh, Tanny, double stack viable. Um, I think it is. I think it has to be just because that game. Uh, we talk about which running backs can separate from the field. I mean, that game can really separate from the field. It's a weird dynamic on this slate where we have that game that has a 56 and a half over under, and then no other game is even close to it, but we have other teams with similar implied team totals. Uh, all three of those late game teams have team totals around 30 or above 30. You have the Cardinals in a blowout. You have the Bucks in a blowout. You have the Rams in a blowout. So the whole question is, are the bringbacks viable in those games because those teams are going to be running away with it? Whereas at least in the KC uh, Tenny game, Tenny game, KC Tenny, am I calling them Tenny? Tanny and Tenny, uh, you can see them hanging in there. The only issue I have with the Tanny double is I like it more when the Henry ownership is out of control and you're getting a little bit of leverage there. Hmm. It also, I mean, A.J. Brown is a good play. I guess the question is, would you be doing it with Julio and A.J. Brown, or are you tossing in uh, an Anthony Ferkser who doesn't look that inspiring to me? So, I don't know. I I, I almost, Derrick Henry is such a big part of their offense that if I did a Tanny double, I'd almost just do like Tanny Henry and AJ Brown. I don't know why this is making my brain hurt. Think through this probably because I hadn't really considered it much at all. And I'm just trying to think through how I would maybe approach that. And, you know, I, I mentioned this on a show earlier this week and I talked about it with uh Stewart from advanced analytics last year, that the Titans were one of the few teams where they were positively correlated, even running back and wide receiver, because when that offense rolled uh, both Henry, AJ Brown and Tannehill, all seem to have good games. So I don't know, maybe something funky like that, but Henry is just such a big part of their offense right now. And his ownership isn't out of control that I, I don't necessarily love a Tanny double without Derrick Henry. What do you think about Stevenson as a punt play? Yeah. I, I mean, we're, we're all excited about Ramondre Stevenson. I don't think, uh, I don't think you need to do it this week. I, I would honestly just rather play Damian Harris. I mean, sure, he's a thousand more 
than Ramondre Stevenson, but he has a much higher ceiling. It's a really good spot uh, for New England. And, and Damian Harris's ownership is in check. So to me, Stevenson is a little bit too cute of a play. I think we're going to get some Stevenson plays by the end of the season, though. That's that's the bet I'm willing to make, but I, I don't think we need to do Stevenson today. Joe says, Murray Edmonds Hopkins or Murray Hopkins more? Yeah, so this, this is another funny one here because I do think, we were actually talking about this on the Swolecast on Wednesday, where I do think it's viable to toss Edmonds into those stacks with Kyler Murray. Both Edmonds and Connor look like solid plays to me, and you get the chance to double dip with Edmonds there. And we've seen Edmonds be able to take some of these screen passes, rip off bigger plays. Um, the funny thing is, I really uh, was leaning toward doing like a Murray-Edmonds uh, Rondell and not even doing Hopkins. And now I'm absolutely terrified about this revenge narrative. I heard Silva talking about it on... Uh, established the show on Friday. And I was like, God damn it. He is playing his former team. I mean, would it shock anyone if Deandre Hopkins went from what was it? Three or four targets last week to 12 targets this week. And they're just absolutely tattooing the Texans and Hopkins is demanding to stay on the field in garbage time. So yeah, I am. I mean, Hopkins is, is, is overpriced relative to what his, his role has been. And I try not to get my hand in the dirt too much with these narrative takes, but geez, it it does seem like pain to stack up Kyler and not play Hopkins today. Um, I'm not playing either of them, uh, but if I were, I think I'd rather save the 1100 and play uh, Mike Davis if I were if I were playing that. What do the Sims say about Kelsey versus Hopkins versus A. Jones versus DJM? I don't care about ownership. I'm playing cash. Well, if you're playing cash, then you don't need to worry about the Sims because the Sims are optimized for tournaments, not cash. Um, but if you are just playing cash, uh, Kelsey has a higher ceiling uh, than, than Hopkins and is a better points per dollar play. And I would say DJ Moore at 7,100 versus Aaron Jones. Uh, that one is closer uh, DJ Moore, slightly better points per dollar play. Um, I would probably, I don't think DJ Moore is on the cash radar for the cash game peeps that I've seen talking. I mean, I think in cash games, like finding a way to get Chris Godwin at 5,900 Calvin Ridley at 6,600. I think those guys are, are must plays there. We all love DJ Moore, but he doesn't look like a cash game play to me. Um, yeah, this was what I was talking through earlier. Darren Waller being a game-time decision will increase Kelsey and Andrew's ownership and lower Waller's. Waller, the ultimate nuts today if you have a few late spots. I, I don't think Waller's going to play. Uh, if, if Waller suits up, then sure. But man, for a guy who it sounds like is truly questionable and on the wrong side of questionable at 6,700, um, to me, the risk starts to outweigh the rewards there. I do agree about uh, increasing Kelsey and Andrew's ownership though, but... Uh, I, I don't I don't think Waller's going to play. Hopkins will not be highly owned. Mm, completely false. He's probably the only guy in the top 15 uh, ceiling projections for wide receivers who will be sub 5%. There's way, way too much going on up in the mid to high end for Hopkins to catch any ownership. Um, you're going to see Robert Woods higher owned, Ridley higher owned, Evans, Godwin, Adams, Hill, Cup. You're going to see DJ Moore higher owned, AJ Brown higher owned, Cooks, Waddle, Jacoby Myers. Um, yeah, Hopkins will not be popular if you want to play him. 
Um, dun, 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 dun. Yes, I'm in, I think I'm in four spies this week. I think I registered for four different spies. Let me check which ones I'm in here. I am in the 1100, the 20 or the 1600, the 4000 and the 800 double spy. So I am in those spy streets. Um let's see here. Fit Henry with a Corey Davis Crowder double with a Dave Oh my god, Brandon. Talk about Galaxy Braid. I mean with a Crowder double with the I can't even I can't even understand this. Uh this is not a game I'm loading up on. Uh I think if I'm I'm playing a piece, uh I'm playing like a one-off piece. Nothing on the Jets stood out for me. Nothing on the Jets stood out for me. Nobody talking about Pettis, am I crazy? I think you're crazy with Pettis if if Shepard is active, which it sounds like he will be. Yeah, I do think DJ Moore is interesting. I tried to fit him into some lineups. It's 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 hard to fit him in at 7100. There's just so many good options, but I do think I do think he's a solid play. The problem is is his ownership hasn't really come down. I'm seeing him at 14% right now, which if I could have gotten DJ Moore in single digits, then I start to be willing to pay that price tag, but if he's going to be fairly popular, I just I prefer I prefer other spots. Is Aaron Jones going to be under-owned today? I mean, I think relative to some of the top plays, he will be. It's the same story with Aaron Jones where he's a little pricey, so he's not projecting well at 7,500. Um, but I think outside of, you know, you're going to see Henderson and Henry carry a ton. You're going to see Fournette, Darrell Williams, Swift, Hubbard carry a decent amount. And then you're, and then there's kind of a gap until you get to like the Aaron Jones and Josh Jacobs who will be around 10 to 11%, it looks like. Uh, so I, I think Aaron Jones is always a good play. I mean, we, we know he has that three touchdown ability. That game has a decent over under decent leverage on Devonte Adams, who will be, you know, double the ownership. I don't mind it. Yeah. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. Foster Moreau as a swap off RSJ. If Waller is out at 4 PM, uh, I like, I like Foster Moreau. And I think the the key is just to make sure you're playing through those two v twos, so you know what's possible when that situation arises. Because uh, the only thing you don't want to get in is if you're if you lock yourself into a twenty five hundred dollar tight end, and then Waller's active, and you have no other places to move to. So at the very least, you know, make sure you have a two v two, or make sure you have you know the extra five hundred to get up to a Cole Komet. I think Cole Komet looks fine. Uh, as well at 3,000 with Jimmy Graham out. He's probably my, I think in my Tampa Bay stack, I might not do a bring back, but if I did, I'd probably do it through Cole Komet. Um, let's see here. Uh, Brandon says, thoughts on Hertz. Uh, I love Hertz. Uh, that game can definitely shoot out. Thorman had it as a pace-up game. Um, I, I love that spot for Hertz. I think Goddard is going to be soaking up most of the ownership there as far as the pass catcher. So Devonta Smith looks solid to me um, at 5,400. I think he'll come in at sub 10%. I, I like that game. And there's lots of different ways you can attack it. I think you can play Jacobs. I think you can play Ruggs. I think you can play Renfro. Uh, so yeah, I, I really like Hertz. Uh, and I think he'll come in. He'll probably be what? Like the fourth most popular quarterback. You're going to have Lamar. You're gonna have Stafford, you're gonna have Mahomes, and then and then Hertz is probably gonna be right there. I know ETR made him their cover boy. He projects extremely well at 6,900. Uh, I think he's a he's a good play, and 
he he also is i mean significant savings uh on some of those other quarterbacks there at the top end um all right let's see here i also I w- let me just check back in on some of the optimal lineups here uh on run the sims you guys as always can get access to this information with a run the sims subscription you get 10% off with promo code Pete. We also have a few different package types. If you guys want to just try it out for a week, I'm happy to answer any of your questions. Uh, You guys have seen me on the showdown crams using the simulator is extremely helpful for uh, finding the leverage plays on the slate. We also have the DIY simulator. I've also been using their prop tool a bunch and I am on an absolute heater with these underdog pickums. I think three of the last four that I've posted, my two leg pickums have hit. So I'm generally a little too busy on Sunday mornings to whip one up, but I think I will try to get one either for the 4 p.m. games or the Sunday night slate if you guys want to tail me on underdog. But let's just check out some of the uh, optimal lineups. And then I want to do an underdog draft. I want to check in on my owner's club lineups as well. Appreciate you guys hanging out as always today. Thank you to Joe Holka for bringing his army over here. I appreciate it. I'm still in the Sims. I need to go over to the optimizer. I need to go to the optimizer. We will select the main slate. And we will generate lineups. I should also mention uh, over here, because this was a question that's come up a few times. Uh, You hear me talking a lot about um, finding the leverage plays relative to the SIM frequency. When you're in the lineup optimizer, you can actually do this by going over to uh, optimal leverage, which is just the amount they're appearing in the SIMs minus their ownership. So we can search for opto leverage or sort by it. And you see right here, some of those plays we were talking about. Um, why uh, the, the reason the Cardinals are showing up here is for some reason, the defense uh, ownership isn't coming in. So ignore the optimal leverage for the defenses. I guess I can ignore that for us by searching for running back wide receiver tight end. But we can see here some of the best plays. And this must be why you guys were asking about Cordell Patterson um, because he's coming in at 4% but we see him in the opto rate at 12%. But some of our top leverage plays here, the Ravens guys, Jamar Chase, and look at that. I mean, this mini is just screaming at us here. Jamar Chase with Marquise Brown, Joe Mixon with Marquise Brown. That looks nice. You see both uh, Mike Davis and Patterson showing up. We now see uh, Renfro popping, and this projection to me is probably a projection with Waller still in. So Renfro will really start to pop as well if if uh, if Waller was out. Uh, Miles Gaskin down here as well, Waddle. So some names for you guys to think about. We can check out uh, some of the optimal lineup results here. I always like getting a feel for who's showing up in these. Seeing a lot of A.J. Brown, a lot of Miles Sanders. Nice to see Devonta Smith showing up uh, here as well. To me, he was looking more like a tournament play. So the fact that just the math is pointing us in the direction of Devonta Smith is is nice as well. Um, who else are we seeing? Of course, a lot of Rashad Bateman. We expected that. Makes sense why DeAndre Swift is going to be so heavily owned. He's showing up here a good amount. 
Darnell Mooney, I assume, is going to be the more popular bring back for Brady Stacks. He's here 22% of the time. So, yeah, that's what we're looking at here. We do end up getting a couple Patrick Mahomes lineups. I want to see what those look like. You get a Patrick Mahomes down here. These are just optimal lineups, so these aren't simulated. You're not going to see any correlation being forced or appearing here, but this is one of the things that I've been trying to do, and I've talked about on a lot of my shows when you're hand-building is making sure we're not sacrificing too many projected points when we hand-build and looking at the optimal lineups and seeing the type of players that are showing up most frequently I think is a really good way to go about it. Um, let's let's do an underdog draft. Uh, I always enjoy doing these battle royales. I haven't gotten a chance to do one of these yet this slate. If you want to hop in with me and do a battle royale, and then I'll check out the pickums later today. Mm. Thank you, TTID Forever. Please finesse the like button. I appreciate that. You know, we're normally asking you to hammer it to smash it, so. Do please finesse it. Yes, yes, my viewership got steamed. It got the Hulk esteem. It is no longer the trendy GPP show. It is now the chalk. Hulka steamed the show, and now you got to fade it. You got to fade it on Sunday mornings. Uh, any Devontae Parker? I don't think Devontae Parker is going to play. I don't think he's going to play, and I don't think in the Run the Sims projections they were projecting him to play as of right now either. What is Bateman going to do? He's going to be extremely popular. He's going to be extremely popular. And th this is kind of, honestly, the beauty of playing DFS and GPPs is we we don't, it doesn't really matter what Bateman actually ends up doing on the field. We can make a good process decision based on the ownership. Bateman's going to be incredibly popular, and I think we need to work around that. The field is playing him with more confidence than his projection warrants. And I understand trying to save salary this week. We're all trying to do it, but I think we need to be more considerate with how we do it. And there's better plays down in that range that aren't going to catch as much ownership. Um, all right. What am I doing here on this slate? Should we get some Tyree kill? I actually haven't, I haven't built much with Devonte Adams. Uh, there he goes. I was going to maybe get some Devonte Adams exposure. Let's get, let's do Tyree kill here. Matt Ryan, what is he looking like? Um, so his ceiling, I think, is less than the Tua, the Tanny, the Cars, uh, but his ownership's going to be fine, around 6%. It's really flat after those top four guys that I mentioned. Um, I, I just like the Tua side of it, uh, and I feel like with Matt Ryan, I just feel comfortable getting access to a lot of his production via Ridley or Pitts, or both, if you want, that... I don't think I'm going to play Matt Ryan, but I think he's completely viable. I like that game. All right. I am on the clock here. Um, What do we want to do? Debo in a monsoon. We can, let's sit on, let's sit on uh running back. Hmm. I guess we'll just stack up Mahomes with, with Tyreek right out of the gate. Maybe we'll get try to get AJ Brown as the bring back. I Cordell Patterson's fine. He's fine. 
I, I think he's expensive at 6,300. I think he's running above expectation on the touchdown department. Uh, I think he's fine. Uh, he's just not, he's not my favorite play. I, there's so many good plays up in that 6k range at running back. And I'd, I'd even prefer to play the Cardinals running backs, uh, a little cheaper. So I don't know. He's fine. He he's popping in the Sims. He's just not my cup of tea. I, I wish I had a, a better reason, uh, for it. All right. Let's see. Do we, can we push it on AJ Brown? I might also have to take Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor looks nice to me here from separating from some of these other guys. If we're getting a monsoon tonight in Santa Clara. All right. He got, he gets taken. So we don't have to do that. Let's just, Hmm. All right. I think we can sit on AJ Brown. Let's get Ridley. Maybe we'll do get a correlation. Maybe it gets sicky with Ridley later. Or we could just stack up the Falcons and grab Pitts as well. God damn it, Willis. Willis, you took age. What what are you doing over here, Willis? This was uncalled for. Willis, you come on our show, you come on Splash Play, and now you snipe me. Be better, Willis. Be better. Um, I don't like any of these running backs anymore. This is brutal. Fine. Uh, let's just get off the board. Let's just play Marquise Brown. Still tilting Willis. I, I only have time, Willis, to do one or two of these before the slate locks, and you just ruined my bring back. I'll get over it. I think I'll get over it. Let's see some of these other constructions here. Henry, Kyler, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, DJ Moore. Wow. Cordero Patterson. <whistles> um, let's see. Is Burrow not viable at all? I, 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 think, I think he's fine in large field stuff. In the small field stuff, I, I don't think he's viable, honestly. I think in Millie Makers, I'd say anything over like 5,000 or whatever, he's viable. I just think there's so many other quarterbacks who project better, who have better ceilings. You can attack that game with minis. You can attack it from the Ravens side. I don't know. If, if he was like $600 cheaper, I think he'd be a pretty interesting play. But he's he's so pricey there. All right, maybe we'll stack up Baltimore here. We'll do Andrews and Marquise. Favorite running back under 5,700. Um, Chase Edmonds is probably my favorite at 5,600. And I would say uh, after that, probably Miles Gaskin. I like Gaskin and Miles Sanders. It seems like Sanders is going to be fairly popular, so I guess I'll say... Gaskin, but yeah, Chase Edmonds, probably my favorite running back there underneath that range. Uh, what do I need? Do I need a running back? Let's do, let's do Joe Mixon. I feel like that'll be fairly contrarian. So we don't get a bring back to our Tennessee. We have Mahomes to Tyreek 
We have a one-off Calvin Ridley. We have Brown and Andrews with Joe Mixon coming back. Easy game. I'm going to have to do another one of these so I don't get sniped by Willis. Also wanted to check in on my owner's club lineups. I've been getting more and more in the weeds. I actually busted out. I became a spreadsheet virgin for owner's club. I was actually looking at projections as far as team cumulative uh, points here to help me uh, make slightly better lineups than I was just winging it. I'll show you guys a few of the teams I'm putting into contests here. If you guys don't know, Owner's Club, uh, it is a DFS meets NFT hybrid game by our friends over at Own the Moment. I've been having a lot of fun with it. Having a decent amount of success as well. I think I'm up to like $600 in winnings and I've <laughs> spent them all back on packs because they let you use your Owner's Club balance to buy packs. Uh, I did pull uh, Arizona QB in my most recent pack purchase. So that allowed me to complete a stack. So I'm excited about um, this stack here. I did Arizona stack. I have Titans running back, Chiefs tight end, and then Rams defense. So this is pretty close to what I would consider an optimal lineup. Um, and it's probably not going to be incredibly unique, uh, but uh, I think it, is solid enough to warrant consideration here. I get a little bit more off the board with some of these other ones. Uh, I have uh, a Green Bay stack. I have, oh shit, I need to pull out some of these uh, uh, Raiders cards. See, this is why we check. I had made these lineups on Thursday, assuming Waller was going to be in, and now I need to rearrange. I think I need a different tight end in this lineup. So shout out to me for remembering to check these and changing it. This lineup looks fine though. Green Bay stack, uh, Vegas running back, Eagles tight end, uh, Cardinals defense. The one place you can play Cardinals defense this week in the owner's club. And here I was trying to do a, a little correlation with Eagles uh, QB with the Raiders bring back, but I'm going to go mess with this side hustle. Uh, I have a random Rams QB without the stack, so tossing it in here with my Panthers. I have San Francisco wide receiver and Tampa. Uh, I might I might move off of the San Francisco wide receiver with how bad the weather is supposed to be in um, in San Francisco tonight. I can read you guys the blurb that Kevin Ross sent me to include in the newsletter today. Uh, he messages me only when there's something relevant to fantasy. And he said, the biggest concern this week is Indy San Francisco. We're going to see a mix of rains and winds that will cause issues for the offense. Not only do I expect rain all game, I think we're looking at heavy rain too, making throwing and catching the ball a bit of a struggle. I expect both teams to stick to the ground game a bit more than usual, making for a lower scoring battle. So there you have it uh, from Kevin Roth. Uh, definitely going to tweak this. Here's my low ball lineups. The low ball lineups are pretty fun. Uh, just an absolute mess in here. I toss in Jets, Giants running back, Dolphins wide receiver, Bears tight end and defense. Bears stack here at wide receiver. That one, that one could backfire. Seattle running back, Panthers tight end, Washington defense. This one also uh, could backfire here uh, with Falcons wide receiver, but doesn't look bad. Uh, I'm going to have to stack up the passing game, I think, in low ball now with the 49ers as well. Island of Misfit cards, which is only tight end in defense. 
Ravens and Cardinals. Cardinals defense looks pretty good. And I assume most people will use them in the main event. So hopefully we'll be a little unique there. Uh, again, my Raiders tight end, not looking as good here. Might swap that one out bucks, tight end and Seattle defense. So those are my owners club moments. We do have a channel in the discord. If you guys would like to check that out, we have inactives coming in now. Have I missed any of these inactives? Uh, I am going to hop off and finish the newsletter. Um, hopefully we get clarity on some of these situations that we are are sweating right now. Uh, I'm just checking as any of these come in. Not seeing anything notable now. The big ones I'm paying attention to are the Sterling Shepard and the Devontae Parker for the 1 p.m. And then, of course, the Darren Waller for the 4 p.m. So I appreciate you guys, as always, hanging out. Uh, good luck uh, with your lineups this week. I will be back at 6 p.m. tonight with Holka and Leone for the tilt space. And then I'll be back tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. to review all my lineups. If you guys want to continue discussing the slate, the Run the Sims uh, channel within the Deposit Kingdom Discord, which you can access by becoming a member or by joining via YouTube membership, you can unlock that channel is a great place for discussing lineup ideas. We were in there last night brainstorming uh, our favorite plays for the slate. So if you'd like to take your GPP game to the next level, I highly recommend joining us in the Run the Sims premium channel in the Deposit Kingdom Discord. All right, guys, good luck this week. We'll see you for the Tilt Space later.